accurate blue-collar theology to shield the mind, body, and spirit. This is Full Armor Radio. Hello and thank you for tuning in to Full Armor Radio, where we continue to pursue accurate blue-collar theology. I am your host, Brandon Lockridge, and today we are back in the Belgic Confession looking at Article 12. Last episode, we were in Article 11, talked about the deity of the Holy Spirit and in, if you have not listened to that episode, please go back and give that a, a listen. But this week we are in article 12 and we are talking about creation. In fact, that is the title of article 12, the creation. So this is a bit of a longer uh, article. We got a couple of different paragraphs here. We're going to break these down. <clears throat> we'll look at paragraph one first and kind of go through that a little bit and then uh, finish up in paragraph two. So let's start with paragraph one of article 12, titled, as I said, the creation it says, we believe that the father by the word that is by his son created all uh, created, excuse me, created of nothing, the heaven, the earth, and all creatures as it seemed good unto him giving unto every creature its being, shape, form, and several offices to serve its creator, that he does also still uphold and govern them by his eternal providence and and indefinite power for the service of mankind to the end that man may serve his God. All right, let's stop right there. That is paragraph one. And uh, let's talk a little bit about some things uh, that we believe uh, about creation. And we find these right here in paragraph one. First of all, uh, I've got kind of six things here that I've laid out. But uh, first and foremost, uh, we see that all things were made through Christ. It says there, we believe that the Father, by the word, that is by his Son, created of nothing, the heaven, the earth, and all creatures. And so all things were created by him, for him, through him, right? Um, So all things were made through Christ. Um, And then we also see, second thing we see is that God, through his son, created ex nihilo. That means of nothing. Fancy uh, Latin word there. Ex nihilo created of nothing, the heaven, the earth, and all creatures. Meaning that God didn't take some stuff that already existed and put them together. There was some stuff all over here that existed already. And there was some stuff over here that existed already. And he put them all together, put put a bunch of stuff together in a, in a cosmic, um, you know, melting pot. Uh, a witch's brew or something and created using some things that he already had at hand. No, God created all things from nothing, ex nihilo. And so um, a third thing that we see is that God created the heavens and the earth, right? So he created the heavens, the earth, and all creatures, uh, so again, everything, everything that uh, is in existence created, uh, by God, God created, uh, number four, God created when it seemed good to him. 
So, uh, why did he create the heavens, the earth and all creatures? Because it seemed good to him. So that every, everything that he created, he created it because he wanted to (laughs) essentially. The fifth thing that we see is that, um, God gave every creature its being shape form and several offices to serve him. So what is the purpose of God creating, uh, so that he would be glorified. So everything that was created was created, uh, so that he would be glorified from his creation created to serve him. The sixth thing that we see is that the God who creates also providentially, excuse me, providentially, I'm getting tongue twisted there. He providentially sustains all things. As it says there, uh, he does also, uh, so he's not, he's not the, the sort of the, um, you know, cosmic clock maker and which he, uh, you know, that would be deism essentially. He makes something and then he just sort of lets it go, right? He just, he creates and then the thing that he created is left to its own devices and it can, Uh, function and operate on its own without any input from the creator, right? That is not how our God operates. He, as it says, also still upholds and governs them by his eternal providence and in infinite power uh, for the service of mankind. So he is um, active in his creation. He is providentially guiding all of history to bring about his will. Um, And the last thing I want to mention here is uh, something that I already mentioned before, but it just, the very last thing that the pair, the first paragraph says here, it says that he's doing all this to the end that man may serve his God. So again, uh, the, the purpose of creation is that we would serve and glorify our creator. So next we get into paragraph two of article 12 in the confession where it says this, he also created the angels good to be his messengers and to serve his elect. Some of whom are fallen from that excellency in which God created them into everlasting perdition and the others have, by the grace of God, remained steadfast and continued in their primitive state. The devils and evil spirits are so depraved that they are enemies of God and every good thing to the utmost of their power as murderers watching to ruin the church and every member thereof and by their wicked stratagems to destroy all and are therefore by their own wickedness a judge to eternal damnation, daily expecting their horrible torments. Therefore, we reject and abhor the error of the Sadducees who deny the existence of spirits and angels, and also that of the Manichees who assert that the devils have their origin of themselves and that they are wicked of their own nature without having been corrupted. All right, there's a lot there. We got to break that down. So, Uh, We're going to look at some scripture here, and let's start with this idea that God created the angels good to be his messengers 
and to serve his elect. Well, we're going to start with the book of Hebrews. We're going to look at Hebrews chapter one, and we're going to look at verses 13 and uh, 14. So it says, and to which of the angels has he ever said, sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet? Are they not all ministering spirits sent out to serve for the sake of those who are to inherit salvation? So obviously that's where the Bray is getting this line from is this idea out of Hebrews that they, the angels are ministering uh, spirits, messengers uh, sent to serve God's elect. Some of whom, as it says, are fallen from that excellency in which God created them into everlasting perdition. Let's go ahead and we're going to take a look at Second Peter chapter 2. And this is in verse 4. For if God did not spare angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to chains of gloomy darkness to be kept until uh, until the judgment. Verse 5, if he did not spare the ancient world, but preserve Noah, a herald of righteousness, with uh, seven others when he brought a flood upon the world of the ungodly. If And, and he, con- he continues on, continues on. If you're jumping, jumping down he, into... Uh, Verse nine, he says, then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials, so on and so forth. So the idea there that I really want to point out the the what I'm trying to highlight there is verse four, where he says that uh, God did not spare the angels when they sinned, but cast them into hell and committed them to chains. So um, there was obviously a fall, a fall of angels uh, who were... Um, uh, sent to everlasting perdition. And then it says, and the others, <clears throat> so those that have not fallen have by the grace of God remained steadfast, fast and continued in their primitive state. Uh, and so now we get into what, what is the, what is the goal of the devils and the evil spirits? What are they trying to do? What is their, what are they, um, what does the, the Bible say? And, and and the confession confirm here. What is the goal uh, and purpose of these devils and angels uh, and evil spirits and fallen angels? It says the devils and the evil spirits are so depraved that they are enemies of God in every good thing and to the utmost of their power as murderers watching to ruin the church and every member thereof and by their wicked stratagems to destroy all. Okay. So they're enemies of God and to every good thing. Okay. So they hate goodness. They hate God, obviously, because God is the definition of that, which is good. And so the, uh, what they seek to do is ruin the church. It says as murderers, they're watching to ruin the church and every member of the church uh, and to destroy them. Well, let's take a look at where we're just in second Peter. Let's go to first Peter and we're going to look at chapter five and in verse eight. So it says, be sober minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. And then, Peter exhorts the believers to resist him, standing firm in the faith. Uh, And so uh, we see from scripture, of course, that Satan 
desires, the devil and his angels and the evil spirits desire to destroy the church and the members. Uh, And then it goes on to say, uh, and therefore by their own wickedness, so speaking of these devils and uh, and fallen angels, uh, by their own wickedness, a judge to eternal damnation daily expecting their horrible torments. So this idea that uh, they know what's coming. And so they're trying to take as many with them as possible. Let's look at Matthew 25. So Matthew, Gospel of Matthew, chapter 25, and this is going to be in verse uh, 41. Verse 41, it says, Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you cursed into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. All right, so the eternal fire is prepared for the devil and his angels, and they know the torment that is coming. It says, therefore, so he finishes up in uh, the second paragraph here of Article 12, therefore we reject and abhor the error of the Sadducees who deny the existence of spirits and angels. Well, where do we see this? We actually see this. In the book of Acts, so we're going to go to Acts, and it's going to be in chapter 23, Acts 23, and this is verses 6 through 8, says, Now, when Paul perceived that one part were Sadducees and the other Pharisees, he cried out in the council, Brothers, I am a Pharisee, a son of Pharisees. It is with respect to the hope and the resurrection of the dead that I'm on trial Uh, And when he said, uh, and when he had said this, a dissension arose between the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the assembly was divided for the Sadducees say that there is no resurrection, nor angel, nor spirit, but the Pharisees acknowledge them all. So the uh, Sadducees uh, did not believe clearly, as it says right there, in the existence of spirits and angels. And so uh, the the confession is simply keeping in line with Scripture and saying uh, that this was an error of the Pharisee uh, of the Sadducees uh, who deny the existence of spirits and angels, and we reject that and we abhor that error. And also, it says. Uh, Following up that, uh, the confession says, and also that of the Manichees who assert that the devils have their origin of themselves and that they are wicked of their own nature without uh, having been corrupted. Well, why? Who, who are the Manichees and what is this all about? Well, the Manichees were this, uh, it was actually this, uh, a religion. So the Manichaeism was a a religion that existed back in the third century. And uh, the Manichees were the followers of that religion and particularly followers of uh, the man who, I guess you could say sort of instituted or started that religion, which, which was a a Persian man named Mani. And um, the Manichees believed that, uh, essentially that it was kind of almost kind of like a modern day, uh, dualism, like this cause cosmic dualism, uh, which sort of says like, there's a, I don't know, like a yin and a yang, or there's sort of a eternal good and eternal bad, eternal light versus eternal darkness. 
And our goal is to essentially sort of strike some sort of balance uh, between these two. And so uh, it was just this idea that um, the the uh, devils were sort of, they weren't once good. So again, the biblical idea that the devils were once good, they created good, they rebelled against God and they fell, right? It was this idea that, no, that, that, that goodness and, and, you know, good and evil essentially have existed forever, uh, alongside one of another, one another. And they're just for eternity. They've sort of just been battling against one another. And so this was sort of the teaching of, of the Manichees. And so, um, Debray is saying here in his, uh, in the Belgian confession that we reject that teaching. Now the question then follows up, uh, why is he even mentioning this? What? So why is he going out of his way to say that we reject and abhor the error of the Sadducees and also that of the Manichees? What, what is bringing this in? Because as I mentioned, the Manichees, this this was a religion from the third century and it it had essentially died out um the 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 manichaeism as a religion that is died out um long 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 before i mean i don't even think that the religion lasted a full century before it sort of died out, died out again died out as a religion but that here's here's the point there Although it died out as a religion, it didn't really die out as a way of thinking. So this idea that uh, of, of good versus evil, eternal good versus evil, uh, and the idea that, you know, the denying of the spirits and, and angels that came from the Sadducees, this all sort of still existed uh, in the Anabaptists. And if we remember the the confessions of the Reformed era, right? These great Reformed confessions are uh, specifically um, denouncing two separate groups, the errors of the Roman Catholic Church and the errors of the Anabaptists. Because, again, at this time... It was pretty much you. You were one or the other, okay. You were you were either part of the Roman Catholic Church or you were an Anabaptist. And so, when the reformers wrote their creeds and their confessions and their catechisms, they were specifically rejecting the errors of both camps, and they were saying, "No, we are carrying on the tradition of the one true Church." Right? We are. Uh, carrying on the tradition of the scriptures, sola scriptura, we are rejecting the error of Rome, and we're also rejecting the error of the Anabaptists. So um, these uh, old religious uh, old religious um, ideas still existed throughout the centuries, and some of them were were picked up by the Anabaptists. And so that's why uh, Debray goes out of his way to make mention of this, the error of the Sadducees and the errors of the Manichees and says that we reject that. So 
There you go. Uh, that is going to do it for us on this episode of Full Armor Radio. I want to thank you for joining me again on this episode. I uh, really appreciate your support. If you want to get in touch, you can, fullarmorradio at iCloud.com. Uh, also, please visit the website, fullarmorradio.org. And until next time, God bless. God bless.